Welcome to 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness with your host, Dr. Rob Bell. Dr. Rob interviews expert coaches, executives, and athletes about mental toughness and their hinge moments. The hinge. It connects who we are with who we've become, and it only takes one. And now for your host, Dr. Rob. recently was we give them authority to tell us what to do or what they actually say we accept it as the truth and understanding that like holy cow I mean we don't give that authority to the person that serves us coffee or we don't give that authority to the to the guy we sit next to on the subway but the minute someone is called a coach we almost listen to them more in some ways than our doctor or a lawyer or something else Hey, this is Dr. Rob Bell. If you want a free ebook, The Best Mental Toughness Quotes That Will Make You Better, just text Dr. Rob Bell, that's D R R O B B E L L, to this number, 33444. You'll get a download right away. So, welcome to uh, 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness. I'm your host, Dr. Rob Bell. Be sure to visit the website, drrobbell.com, if you want a free ebook. The best mental toughness quotes that will make you better. Be sure just to text this number here, right? Dr. Rob Bell, that's D-R-R-O-B-B-E-L-L to 33444. You'll get a free ebook right away. Our guest today, he was on episode nine. So this is actually our first repeat guest on 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness. And the reason why, because on episode nine, it was mental toughness in the salad bar. This is a great coach. Great coach. He's founder of uh, Training the Warrior Project. I mean, what their whole mission is about is bringing out the warrior within. Uh, it's been a coach since 1998. I mean, he's worked with elite athletes, NFL, MMA, uh, still got a purple belt. It's probably beyond that now. <laughs> he's got eight books, wait, nine books now. And that's why we got him on today. I mean, because the motivator needs to be motivated. Here's the book. His ninth book is Coach to Coach, Empowering Story About How to Be a Great Leader. Our guest today, I'm always excited about this guy. You're going to get motivated just by listening to him. It's Coach Rooney. Coach Martin Rooney, how are you, sir? I am great, Doc. And, man, it's – hey, I didn't even know. You didn't even tell me I'm the first repeat guest. So first I repeat, feel, buddy. I feel honored with that. And I'll tell you what, hey, for everybody listening, if you enjoyed the other episode, as uh, you know, as Clubber Lang said to Rocky and Rocky Three, we got a lot of mo for you because, man, I got some great – stuff. I couldn't be more excited. And uh, there's no better guy to share it with than Dr. Rob Bell. If uh, if anybody listened to the previous podcast, which I know they did, man, uh, Martin Rooney does a good job of, of flipping the script on the host, man. So we're going to get a lot of that today. <laughs> hey, let me start out before we get into talking the book, man. You, 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 send, you always send these newsletters out. They're fantastic newsletters. And, and you kind of talked about, um, you know, the time problem diagnosis. Can you talk about that in, in, in terms of, because you, you framed it in terms of letting the little things in life get in way of the big things. Can you address that first? Absolutely. And, and it's so funny because, you know, hey, that's good news that you're reading my stuff too, because that thing came out like five days ago. So you're on it. But uh, here's what's interesting for everybody listening. And you heard I released a new book and I had been thinking about that book for over five years. And everybody would always say, you got to do the book. And everybody's like, man, when is the book coming? And you know what? I never had the time. 
and I never had the time and because I had to do a time diagnosis. And what I did, and this is easy for everybody. Mine in particular was spurred by my phone. When I did an update to my phone, uh, it if you've seen it, you can find out about your screen oh, yeah. time. And holy cow, when I saw what it was, it disturbed me of me, Mr. Productivity, the guy that's so disciplined. When I saw how much time and where I was spending my time on my phone, I realized why I wasn't getting that book done. And what I did was I totally disciplined myself. And I'll tell you, I'll give you the little secret code word, which will help everybody. But I disciplined myself and replaced what I am calling my noonie with my new me. And, uh, and this goes back to if anybody's ever read some of the great stuff from uh, uh, Stephen Covey, which I think it's the first place I saw it. He did this matrix. And the matrix was like, is it important? Is it urgent? Is it not important? Is it not urgent? He made these boxes and he would challenge you to see where you were spending your time. And what's interesting is, is going back to that, but what I saw with my time diagnosis was I was spending my time on not important, uh, not urgent or, you know, stuff, which are not urgent, not important stuff. That's noonie. And, you know, I kind of made, you know, I just got that word in my head. But where, what I wanted to do, you know, which was like the book and what I wanted to do, having more time to work out or what I wanted to do more time with my kids was the new me. That was the not urgent, but most important stuff. And you know what? I'm not proud to say it, but even me, I was never having enough time for the new me, the most important stuff because of all the noonie which wasn't even really at the end of the day as important, AKA scrolling through emails, ripping through people's social media, like just, you know, or, you know, texting all this other stuff that it's like, Oh my gosh. Now when I see the hours added up that expense on my family, that was the expense of my health, but also I never write the book if I don't do that. And, and that, so it's a perfect segue to, I just did what I consider the greatest work of my life. That's going to have so much bigger evergreen impact this book coach to coach that I it could have never have happened because I was like scrolling through my email and uh, so I challenge everybody listening take a look on your your own like where are you spending your time and remember screen time that could be your computer that could be your TV because Netflix is, I think is crushing people now yeah. with that but that is the the big version of that one so let me ask you a quick question man because you know discipline is not like if, if there's a discipline problem like that wouldn't be a problem for you or i like mm -hmm. no discipline problem i mean you know we there's the the broccoli and chicken and and waking up and going to bed on time but when it comes to like it just gets a little foothold doesn't it like yep. how we get distracted by the unimportant um and and here and here's what you'll say yeah. or here's something i'm that'll be coming soon too which you haven't even seen yet i'm calling it you ready for this because you hit the big word that's why it like it just sent a lightning bolt through me everybody listening that word you want. I used to say that busy was the most dangerous word in the English language because everybody would say, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And that was an excuse. But now the word that might almost take it over soon is distracted. And yeah. you said it like distracted. It's just we're just distracted now. And uh, you ready for this? You know what I'm calling it? You're going to love this. Are you ready, Doc? I'm ready, man. I am calling it. We need to go on a distraction detox. <laughs> so like people need – so like you said, I'm disciplined. I'm disciplined, but I didn't know what to detox myself from. So I think I'm disciplined, but I didn't do an assessment to understand that some of these things are the wrong thing. So it's it would be like 
sometimes when I'm working with a young athlete and they think chicken nuggets are healthy. Like, so they think that's healthy. So then they're just eating the wrong thing. But then when you do the assessment, teach them the right thing and they detox from that wrong thing, now you got them better. So if that's resonating with anybody listening, your time, your, your diet, your exercise, you might think you're doing the right stuff, but you got to do a real professional assessment. And then there might be some things you got to, you know, for lack of a, people love that word detox. I'm not a detox guy. Like, I don't think you can like detox yourself or whatever else, but, but it's using that idea, meaning removal or getting rid of, because in some way, you know, it's bad. And, uh, so I went on a distraction detox and that's how I wrote the book. Um, one quick question. So when it applies to everybody else, right? Cause we know eating chicken and, and broccoli is great, but if, if the loved ones around us aren't doing it, then we're not doing our job. Like as a coach, yeah. do you think the very first step then is to be able to take that look, that honest look at ourselves and to be honest, because you had to look at it and it's like, wait a minute, like I'm the most disciplined person I know. And here's all the time I've been wasting. I mean, that there's that pain, right? There's that uncomfortable oh. piece. Do you think that's the first step for people? I mean, absolutely. It, it's funny, man. We're just so on the same point where this weekend, as you know, I, I spoke uh, back up outside of New York City. It was the first one of the year. And uh, I was talking about coaching and and how what a coach does. And that's a lot of what my message is, is what does a coach do or what is the role? And you ready for this? Lesson number one that I had, because I called it my seven lessons that I've learned over the last b- bunch of years. And lesson one was the coach has to be a builder. But what's interesting, what I meant by that was he's because people think, oh, yeah, I get it. I got to build other people or I got to build them up or all this. No, no, no. The coach first has to take a deep look within and build him or herself. And what I talked about was you got to build yourself in your own nutrition. You got to build yourself in your own exercise and sleep habits. But watch this. Then the deepest part was you got to build yourself in your values and what you stand for and your character. Because until any of that is built, I don't know how you can teach anybody else anything. And and the model, the role model that I used for that one, for anybody listening, if you know anything about coaching, I used John Wooden and I told some pretty powerful stories and showed his creed and the different stuff about him. And and his creed had nothing to do with basketball. Mm -hmm. It had to do with being a really good person. And what I think is interesting is he built that first and then the rest just happened. You know, so I agree 100 percent that. Yes. First, you have to start with that introspective look. The coach has to know who he or she is and what they stand for. And then you can go teach other people. And whether it's from your own nutrition or your, your distractions, that was what I always do is I'm I'm really being introspective where I'm at and trying to grow because unless I grow, I can't grow anybody else. Yeah. I mean, I'm always a big fan of, you know, better people make better coaches and better people make better athletes. But you know, just because you're a great coach doesn't make you a great person. Just because you're a great athlete doesn't make you a great person. So I mean, I hey, always love to start hey, with the people. Yeah. All you got to do is look at the news for that every day. And I think, you know, what's funny, It's man, that's funny that you say that too. And hey, in particular, the world of golf, and, and hey, this should hit close to home. But watching the defense too. When Tiger Woods' bad stuff, you know, came to light, a lot of people were super offended and a lot of people were really destroyed. And you know what I said? I said, just because he's great at golf doesn't mean he's a you know, he's great at fidelity or great at something else. We've placed that on people. Yeah. And why I'm saying that is I think we do the same thing with coaches. We say, oh, this person's a coach. So this person's automatically a great person. And hey, as coaches, we got to be better than that. 
And we have to build ourselves up and hold ourselves to a standard. And actually, as you and I have talked about, that's what the new book is, where I think it's going to create just some standards and some awareness for people that get thrown into coaching. Because a lot of times, even myself, I didn't get any education. It was almost like, well, you played sports and hey, we need somebody. So here you go. And and that's how I got my career going. And, and now as I look back, man, I'm man, am I glad I, things went pretty good because they could have easily has gone as bad. Yeah. So, I mean, talk about that and, and into the book. Because, I mean, again, a lot of schooling to go to be an attorney, a lot of schooling to go to be a medical doctor or even a Ph.D., Anybody can throw on the hat and then call themselves a coach, but that doesn't really make them a coach. I mean, what what was the passion behind the book here, Coach, to, to make this impact? Well, you're hitting it right there. The, the, the purpose, or what I say is the mission of the book is to make a world of better coaches. And if anybody's ever followed my work, I think a, a coach – is the, mo- is the most important job in the world. I think yep. it's a word that is revered. Now listen to this, this is how deep I'm going with the book too. The word is so revered that when we call someone our coach or we call them coach, we instantly give them authority. Listen to that word, like that was a breakthrough I had recently, was we give them authority to tell us what to do or what they actually say, we accept it as the truth. And understanding that, like holy cow, I mean, we don't give that authority to the person that serves us coffee or we don't give that authority to the to the guy we sit next to on the subway. But the minute someone is called a coach, we almost listen to them more in some ways than our doctor or a lawyer or something else. And yet, as you mentioned, there isn't that background of education. And we talked about this too, that when you graduate four years of med school, they call you a doctor. That doesn't mean you're a doctor yet. It means you've learned the stuff that now you got to go use it to go be that doctor. But when somebody gives you the hat for coach, maybe you played the sport, maybe you didn't, maybe you just have a kid on the team, right? And they need somebody that does not give you the, hey, and in a lot of areas, right? It's not just understanding the X's and O's. It's not just understanding maybe motor learning or uh, or uh, kinesiology or, or or anatomy. It's not just knowing nutrition. It's not just knowing sports psychology and mental toughness. Holy cow, a coach's curriculum and what they should know is super deep. You'll actually never hit the bottom of it, but the med school because I went to the medical university of South Carolina the first day they show you the Hippocratic oath and if anybody doesn't know what that is check it out because it's not just one statement which it usually gets uh people think you know most people think it's just first do no harm and that's it no 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 there's a bunch of really cool stuff with it but listen to that one which I'm going to stick with first do no harm man if that's the first thing you learn to ever be a doctor you're going in the right direction for all the other knowledge you gain that's built on it but when you become a coach, there is no Hippocratic Oath. And for lack of a better analogy, I am calling my new book the Hippocratic Oath for coaches. That when you read it, and it'll only take a few hours to read it, it's in a story parable format. When you're done, you will never say the same stuff you might say. You're going to think things through before you talk to people. You're going to understand your job. You're going to you're going to high five people more. You're going to find better things that those people have done and really bring those to light. And uh, and you're not just going to be a better coach. You're going to be a better parent, teacher, coworker, anything. And uh, man, that was the mission. And I, and I and not only could I not be more excited about it, but as you know, having done all your books, 
doing books isn't easy and and we get a lot of rejection and people aren't always so into it where when I sent it top publishing house uh, Wiley for this type of book in the world of like John Gordon fame and the energy boss and and Patrick Lencioni of uh, the five dysfunctions of a team and they immediately jumped on it within days and uh, and now some of the top coaches in the world in American history at least have jumped on it and uh Man, I cannot wait till March because I think it's going to explode. Yeah, absolutely. So the book comes out in in March 10th. It's called Coach to Coach. So walk us through the whole premise of the book. You got Brian Knight, who's a young coach coming up, um, you know, has success early, you know, not always due to him, but just because of the talent. Um, walk us through this book. Yeah, so I chose to do it as a story because I think that's how people learn best. I didn't want to do a textbook. I, I've been teaching my coach. And you got plenty of stories, coach. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Here, hey, speaking of that, and that'll be another – we'll do another one of these. Yeah. Just the fun, all the fun of making it. You know what some of the hardest stuff was? All the stuff that got left on the cutting room sure. floor that didn't get in. Oh, like Because at first you have all these stories and all this stuff, but you start to realize, wow, you can't, can't put it all – everything in there. So for everybody listening – buy the book because there's going to be, I got a, I got two or three more ready to go, but I, you know, we got to sell this one first. But so it's a story of a young coach that, Hey, he's not doing well in his profession, but he's also uh, a husband. He's not doing well there because as many people know, coaches, Holy cow, like you don't have a lot of time and where you're focused. He's got two small kids and, and being a parent didn't come with a manual either. So he's not doing well there. And then at his job, from his relationship with his head coach and his other coaches, that's not going well. And then the relationship with the players isn't going great either. He's not connecting. And what again, it's this hero's journey where things are really going bad. And then this, this old coach sees what's going on and shows up to help him. And this guy shows up and, and hey, they start to spend some time. And it's little teaching and little lessons. And this guy is really resistant, which all of us are. We don't like change. We, we think we got it. You know, oh, this would be a great thing to talk about too. You ready for this? You're going to love this. Are you ready for another one? Got it, man. Just because it says coach on the back of your shirt doesn't mean it's time to stop learning. And I don't get it. I gave a speech this weekend. It was called the seven you know, ultimate lessons of being a coach. And when I pulled the crowd – there wasn't one youth or high school coach there at all. And it's just, I just keep seeing it that the minute somebody calls themselves a coach though, they think it's almost like they can't admit that they got to still learn again. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you I know, don't, what, what, what's interesting coach is like, uh, I was reading a book about George Washington and right when he, you know, turned from Colonel to general, right when he took over the army and you talk about the greatest comeback story, right? Like we're trying to beat the greatest army in the world that has a Navy. We got no Navy, no nothing. He gets three books on how to be a general. See? Well, yeah. and hey, you're going to find that. I guarantee you this. All the coaches that are succeeding at the highest level, I guarantee they're, they're leaders because they're readers. They're leaders because they're learners. And uh, But there are so many that it's the minute it's like, there could be some great stuff out there. They shut it out. And so what I'm getting at is this kid is um, he's showing that off too. Like he doesn't, he doesn't want to hear it, yeah. but he's at, he, you know, he's backed into a corner. Like this is going to be it. And he's going to lose the relationship. He's going to lose the job. And, uh, and he starts to apply the stuff that the old man is showing him. And, uh, and man, and then it's just this hero's journey of it, how it works. And, and through it, I think a person will understand what a coach is, the responsibility of what a coach does, and then take away some real practical ideas of what a coach has to do 
to do that job and help people around them. And, but it, but in a cool story, you know, something that like I tested it, we had a few of those top coaches, they read it. Hey, you know, here's a great one. Uh, Mark Krikorian, big shout out to him, the, the Florida state women's soccer coach who they won the, a couple of national titles recently. He read it on a plane flight to uh, the ACC tournament and uh, was able to get it done on the plane, which, hey, shout out to this guy. See, these are these are leaders and learners. Yep. The guy's reading it on the plane to the tournament. And then, you know what's funny? And then some coaches I reached out to, they couldn't be bothered, man. They didn't have the time. They, di they didn't have the time to read a free book that could make them better. So it's at every level, but it's interesting that the top ones – oh, by the way, Anson Dorrance read it, and we did a bunch of phone conversations about it too. He's the winningest uh, – not not just in women's soccer. He's the winningest coach pretty much of like all time yeah. in, in American history. You know, Dan Gable, uh, not an accident. The guy read the book, loved it. You know, it's just – it's kind of funny. So I'm challenging everybody out there. Are you done learning? Like if you're, and if, and I know you're not, cause if you're listening to this podcast, you're still going, but we got to inspire these people out there. Cause here's the thing I want you to understand. You might still be learning, but somebody's out there coaching your kids and they might not. So if you buy this book and you really like it, go give it to one of them. <laughs> and that's the key too, man. Cause like once you do get an answer, th there's another question that pops up. You know, and there's and that's Jeff Van Gundy, right? I mean, more questions become more answers, and then there's more questions that come from that. I mean, coach, if I am a, a coach, we've got that that listen to this. Give us give us one of those takeaways from the book that I'm going to get out of reading it. Yeah, well, I guess here would be the the simplest one that's taken, I guess, from psychology, not even from the book. I it's just the way that I deliver it, and it's what it's what gets rewarded gets repeated. Whether you want to call it Pavlov's dogs or whatever else, here's what I will say too. A coach often is really good at picking out all the stuff somebody does wrong, but they're really, really not very good at seeing anything that they do right. And even if they do see it, they don't say anything about it. And uh, and man, no one wants to spend their time around somebody that only points out everything that sucks or everything that's no good. And uh, one of the things that this book forces the coach to do is to, hey, Start looking for some good stuff. Like let, let these people have a positive experience around you and want to perform for you because you've just told them something they did great. Let them want to do that again and find something more. And uh, and got, and so everybody listening to and all of the lessons that are in the book, these I'm not saying these from an ivory tower. I've been coaching for a long, long time. And in particular, I've been coaching now even you know at the middle school and high school level and even with my own daughters. And I'll tell you what. Most of the coaches you will never hear of are the greatest ones. They're the unsung ones that made the greatest impact at young ages. And uh, so all this stuff is tested, tried, and true. And it gives you those secrets but in a format that you can digest and then apply them So with emotion too. So, But that would definitely be one of the big takeaways is if nothing else, my greatest hope is that – like coaches around the world are going to read this book and then they're going to go to practice and they're going to like say some nice stuff yeah. for a change instead of veins in their neck yelling at somebody which i think i don't know where we've been convinced this way that our job is to grab them by the face mask and yank them around and tell them what they're not but i will say this uh hey man i was going to call it i called you coach too is uh the generations are changing and maybe our generation maybe we responded to that the kids today don't respond to that they shut down. Mm -hmm. So you scream in a kid's face, that doesn't motivate kids. Or it's going to be the rare person that gets motivated by negative uh, uh, feedback. 
uh, at, to spite you. Whereas today, man, kids need to be nurtured more and they need to be shown what you want. And then when they do well, they need to hear it. And, uh, and the book, the book definitely, that, that's a big takeaway that just if every parent and coach said something nice once a day more than they would have to a kid, the book has done its job. That's awesome, man. Coach, you have um, – so this book is getting released on March 10th. I mean you have pre-launch incentives, though, for people to get in. And, and I was checking them out. I mean if you go to trainingforwarriors.com, coach-to-coach book launch, I mean tell us about a couple of those incentives that you have. Yeah, so so what what I've learned and where everybody can help me out is the more Cause, books – Because I want to know how do I get you to come <laughs> yeah. talk to our team, right? Yeah. Well, h- how it works <clears throat> is – I was tasked by the company. This is through Wiley Publishing, and they said, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta prove to us you can move books before the launch date, right?" And uh, and then that te- says how much interest or how much they'll do for the book as well. And uh, so I gotta prove that it's real. We know the content is real, but I gotta prove it to them. So I was like, "Okay, well, why why would anybody buy it?" before it's out, what am I, what will they get or what will I give them? And some of my most popular stuff is either, uh, my presentations or my online coaching, uh, 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 programs and then, uh, or certifications. And then people love to have me come and present or speak for their businesses, companies, staff, schools. And so what I did is I made a tiered program of, Hey, if you buy two copies, you'll get some really cool PDFs that I made that you should post up in your office or in the office around your coaches or team or teachers, and those have great value. If you buy 10, you're gonna get a free hour and a half speech I never released before about coaching. Uh, If you buy 25, you're gonna get my coaching greatness whole 15 hour course for free with the books. And then if you buy 50, you get the coaching greatness level one and level two for free. And then if you buy 100, uh, I'll do a Zoom call just like this with their team and their staff, whatever, and then uh, the grand one, which I'm limiting, and, and already we've got some people uh, doing it, so I don't know how many of these I can do, is if somebody get if an organization gets 500, I'll come and present you know for that organization for the day. And, uh, and, and so what I did was every single thing, regardless of what they would spend on the books, they would get greater value than that money they spent back in our already existing online products. So it's kind of like whether you want to say the books are for free or the the online products for free, it's a huge giveaway, but that's only until March 1st. So, so if you're listening and it's getting close to March 1st, uh, yeah, you can find that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rob said the link right there and we'll post You can, you post that Absolutely. with this or something like that, but it's, but it's, uh, and if you find me on social media, you'll continually see that link posted because that'll give you all the links where you can purchase the books at discounts and everything else too. Yeah, Absolutely, man. That's great. And we'll have the, uh, we'll have the link on there. Coach, I'm, I've been ending my podcast with with this question: Is uh, what question should I be asking that I'm not asking? Mm. You know what? Here's a good one, and uh, this one helped me out so long ago. I used it, and it didn't. I'm still surprised it didn't get the biggest, as big of impact that I would have hoped. So maybe this will get some greater reach. Because hey, we talked about distractions today. And I think that's a big challenge that everyone faces. Everybody can be, you know, just like you were just nodding your head right there because I can see everybody else can't see us. But uh, another one of the biggest challenges that I think people have, big issue is with food, right, with uh, with their diet. And uh, whether it's not a lack of knowledge because everybody knows what's good for them or bad for them. And, and so that means it's a lack of action or discipline. 
And so I created a question that I thought could change it all and save everybody if we just used it. And here's the question. You ready? And I guess you can use this beyond. Actually, you know what? You can go beyond nutrition with this too. And what that question is, is, is what I'm about to do good for me or bad for me? And is what I'm about to do going to either help me get what I want or keep me further from what I want? And uh, so, for instance, like doing this podcast, is this good for me? Absolutely. Is this going to help me get closer to the mission and get more coaches out there? Absolutely. So then I should be doing it. But right now, like, like if I was watching a bunch of Netflix shows or I'm eating a bunch of the wrong foods or something else, then if I just ask that question first, is this what I should be doing right now? You know, or so surfing through social media or wasting my time on something else? Do you see how it's like this magic question and, and where I kind of – developed it when I lived at the Olympic Training Center, man, the most disciplined and super athletes, they kind of, they kind of did that inherently, you know, like if it wasn't taking them closer to the gold medal, like then they weren't doing it. But yet most people don't have, uh, it's not that they don't have the discipline. Maybe they're not asking the question. So that would be the question I would want everybody to ask themselves throughout the day and i'll tell you what it'll direct you the right great way Great question man great question we'll put that on the uh i'm gonna do a blog post on that one too man because that is fantastic oh. man hey coach rooney um let's uh introduce the the book one more time those links are going to be up there and then uh, and then you got the last say coach all right well hey the book is called coach to coach it is anywhere where books are sold but again if you check out those pre-sale incentives it'll give you the greatest opportunity to not only get a bunch where maybe you can share them with other people but also, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can't imagine, you know, the the fifteen or twenty hours of stuff that I've put together. So, you know, in in, a, in many of the ways, and you get all the different levels the higher up you go. So, if nothing else, what I'm hoping is that today inspired everybody that there is more about being a coach, and uh, and the word coach doesn't mean it's over; it means it's just starting. And uh, so, man, whatever you do, I'm challenging you in 2020. What books are you reading? Uh, what steps you're taking, but remember, no matter what job you do or whatever piece of the pie you think you serve, you are also a coach. And uh, and just because you know about your business or a sport doesn't mean you know about coaching. And what I'm hoping is you investigate that because uh, somebody out there that you're working with is counting on it. Hey, thanks, Coach. Appreciate you, man. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Mental Toughness Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter at Dr. Rob Bell or visit our website at drrobbell.com.